Point of view is our thoughts, feelings, opinions about actual issues. Point of view is the angle of considering different things. Point of view is freedom of speech and freedom of thought. Every Thursday from 10 till 12 we express our point of view on Mushtarafen. Hello, dear listeners, and today in the point of view, there are points of view we'll give to you. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Andrei, Sasha, and Johan. And today's program, I would like to start with a quote from Shigeru Miyamoto from Nintendo. Video games are bad for you. That's what they said about rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> As you can understand, today's program will be about video games. Uh, I don't know how much, how many people still think that video games are stupid, just stupid games and that's it. Because I think in every person's childhood there was a moment when parents said, turn off that game please and go study. At least for those who are younger than 40. 40? Ah, oh yeah. <laughs> younger than... <laughs> for zero, for zero. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, and for a long time video games were considered only... Uh, an entertainment that you play, you waste time on it, and that's it, nothing more. But nowadays, I think the situation is really changing because video games becoming a really big industry, uh, big money are there in this industry, and people start to think about video games as something else than just pure entertainment. And today we will give our opinions on this subject and speak about what else can be the video games. So, I will start, as I already started. And yes, video games is actually the biggest part of entertainment industry nowadays. The gaming industry and community has grown quite a bit since we were all playing Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, now we, now we play it on the Nintendo Switch. In fact, according to a report by Raters, gaming is bigger than it ever was, big, bigger than every other form of entertainment. So even... The movie business, in which you hear these huge salaries, huge budgets of the movies, the video games even beat that area. Oh, that's actually very surprising. <laughs> but uh, do you mean, uh, what do you mean, the money that the game developers get or all in all? Uh, all in all, the money that game developers spend are actually really big budgets. For example, for making Call of Duty, they spend millions, tens of millions, maybe even hundreds of millions of dollars to create the Call of Duty game, which seems to be a simple shooter. But there you, for example, can see some famous people, some really famous actors, Oscar winners, and they get really big money for that. So the gaming industry... Actually, yeah, it's now beats every entertainment in the world. Yes, uh, uh, the reason why uh, video games is uh, considered uh, in all day as uh, art, it's uh, also linked with the evolution of technology. Because uh, when I was a kid, uh, I remember uh, some uh, video games and it was really a new thing. When uh, really I was really uh, really a young kid, uh, it was uh, just uh, some uh, some bit, and uh, you you have some uh, puzzle game uh, like Tetris or stuff like that.
but after uh, with the apparition of the vision of uh, video game and uh, the, the fact to have uh, not only uh, a picture uh, that move but uh, to be in a three dimension Uh, it had changed uh, this thing a lot, and uh, I have, for example, uh, Doom. I remember uh, when uh, when my uh, father was uh, playing that, and uh, I was really uh, fascinated uh, by that. And so, it's, the problem is to to establish what is uh, art in video game and uh, what is not art, because uh, you have. Uh, really uh, a big industry of uh, video games with uh, some blockbuster and uh, it's, it's the same in cinema but uh, in all day you have a lot of uh, independent uh, studios that make uh, new game with uh, with some uh, artistic drawing uh, and uh, for example you have a game that uh, looks like uh, the old game but uh, with new technology and it's really uh, beautiful to, to see and uh, yes it's a really uh, big thing and uh, for my case I think video games uh, become art because uh, it's not only uh, the, the fact to be in a divertissement but uh, really to live uh, an experience uh, with uh, a story uh, for some uh, video games and uh, that makes a difference and uh, some year I go uh, Uh, I think uh, the video games is uh, recognized uh, as art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, um, yeah, since you started to talk about video games as art, that's quite interesting because, um, for example, one American TV host and uh, well-known movie critic uh, whose name is Roger Ebert, he was uh, very much against the statement that video games could ever become art. And uh, hmm. actually, he said that the main difference between games and other let's say other forms of art is that a player can win and in art you could only experience the art kind of <laughs> inhale this um, art into you because for example in video games the game needs actions from you but uh, if we are talking about books and films the hero is uh, the main actor and you cannot influence the hero. Hero is also like um, an artist himself or a writer. And, well, that's the main idea. So it's not about you, it's about some other's um, art. But what's funny about this, that in 2010, Roger Eber actually said that he was wrong. It's great yeah, when yeah. you can state that you were mistaken. And yeah, yes. because... Uh, <laughs> Because uh, it's not true to say uh, the game is just to win because uh, the border is not so, cl- uh, so clear in uh, all day. And uh, really, uh, you, some game, uh, it's uh, just virtual experience uh, with uh, some uh, nonsense for uh, some piece of uh, video games uh, that you can find uh, in the independent uh, studio. And uh, the notion of uh, winning is, uh, can uh, disappear, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, there are some games uh, where you cannot win. Doesn't matter how much you try. Mm-hmm. But what I want also to add here is that I would say that almost any art which is now considered to be classical used to be just a part of entertainment in the mm-hmm. past. Yes. Because when I think about it, I think about Russian literature because it's the you know the topic I'm convenient with. <laughs> That's why this example. And uh, we talk about War and Peace, for example, by Tolstoy, which is now a very classical piece of art, of literature. But actually, back then, it was kind of entertainment as well. 
Yeah, that's true. Or Pushkin's uh, poems. And now the same topic, is it art or not, we bring up also if we talk about series. I think it's art. Yes. But yeah, it's a new form of art as video games. Mm. Yes, but uh, the problem is that in uh, the definition of a video game, you have the, the notion of a game. And so it's a bit more complex because a, a game uh, can, uh, by definition, is not art. And uh, for me, it's really this, uh, this distinction between divertissement, the fact to just have pleasure, and the, with the difference to, to live a really uh, an experience. And uh, that is uh, because the art is uh, the way to meet the real uh, in uh, an another way, to have a, a new view uh, about the reality. And games can make that, but uh, it's a bit more controversial uh, for the reason that uh, in game you have uh, this notion of uh, pleasure and uh, just to, to spend time, uh, to kill the time, and, uh, and it's the difference. But, uh, but also with the book. Sometimes you just want to kill time and have some pleasure from reading. Yeah, yeah, I agree, <laughs> but uh, for... Or movies, no? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, 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 of Definitely. course, but... Uh, yeah, I, I make more uh, comparison uh, for uh, what is art and what is not art, be because uh, every book is not... Uh, is not art and it's the same uh, for movie but uh, it's just an interpretation but uh, yes uh, the, the video games has uh, really evolved and uh, it's uh, the same effect with the esports the fact to make a competition on sport uh, in a video game and uh, it's a really a new thing because uh, it was not present uh, some year ago and uh, people uh, was not interested by that and now some uh, player can uh, live uh, with that some professional uh, player mm -hmm. and uh, it's also uh, the liberty of the content uh, where uh, you have streamers that uh, can live uh, with uh, their game but it's not only art because uh, it's more about the, the personalities and the, the game I think uh, the real piece of art in video games are games uh, that uh, you can uh, play uh, for uh, 40 uh, hours and after it's finished but uh, it's uh, not every game uh, are uh, art but uh, some uh, games are really a piece of art yes yeah it's very interesting I think we can uh, actually discuss this part of streaming and cyber sport uh, later because Andrea I know you have some interesting yeah. facts about it mm -hmm. But did you know, guys, that uh, actually there were some exhibitions of video games that happened in big famous museums like in New York? No, I thought you were speaking about exhibitions like, for example, E3, where they show <laughs> all too. the games. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about like real exhibitions in really big, fancy, famous museums. Mm -hmm. So video games were actually exhibited in the museums, which I think speaks in favor of video gaming as art in a way. And also BAFTA, which is a British Academy of Films and Television Art, mm -hmm. they added video games category in their like prize mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah you, have, uh, you have you uh, have even um, in Orde you have uh, even uh, some uh, study when uh, you learn to be a professional uh, gamer in France no but it's about like um, the game development the game itself so y if you create a game you create also a piece of art and to my mind it's it's both about visual part about design but also it's about storytelling because I think that before it was 
believed that cinema movies are the most advanced form of art because you use both audio, visual part and uh, storytelling. But in games, uh, I think that games bring it even to the next level because, of course, there are mm-hmm. different types of games and the games where you can change the story with your behavior inside the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, also with the reason that uh, uh, for the museum that uh, some game have uh, really changed uh, the the mind uh, of uh, of uh, the industry of uh, video game. And uh, for example, uh, you you have uh, the FPS, the RPG, role role game, and uh, some pieces have uh, really uh, changed how uh, the industry of uh, video games work. It can explain uh, why it's uh, now in some museum for uh, some game, huh, uh, by definition. And uh, and yes, uh, for for this kind of piece, uh, it's really. Uh, we can call that art because uh, it changes how the the world of uh, video games uh, works, and uh, it's really difficult to to create something that can uh, be pleasant for everyone and uh, with a new rule, uh, with a new way to to play uh, this game. Yeah, but I don't think that you can ever create something that would be pleasant for everyone. Mm-hmm. But um, especially nowadays. Yeah, and um, yeah, obviously most of the video games, especially those ones that has uh, big budgets, they are created in order to get more audience, to get more money, profit. But also there are some nice, let's say, indie games, Mm -hmm. which are created with the idea of, for example, promoting some social issues. I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite video games. Yeah, maybe it's time to tell our um, listeners that all of us here in the studio, we play video games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here we are more or less agreed. So one of my favorite video games is called With This War of Mine. Have you ever heard about it or tried? Yeah, yeah. I heard, mm-hmm. saw it on the streams, but never tried myself. Oh. I have bought it, but never touched it. <laughs> oh, so you bought it, never tried? Yeah, it, oh, that uh, I think everybody has this problem in Steam <laughs> library that you have this list of games that you never opened, but you're like, I oh, want okay. this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's definitely not me. <laughs> well, basically, this game is uh, kind of very interesting. It's a survival video game, but you can uh, think like war, war. So you have to be on war and kind of act inside the war. Actually, it's a 2D game. It's not a 3D game. In this game, you have to uh, give orders, manage a group of survivals um, during the war, and they are civilians. They are not uh, soldiers. And uh, you have to survive. So you have to find some food, some stuff to, for example, make fire. Um, You have to control the mood levels of your people because it's very easy to lose them and they start drinking, you know, and you Mm -hmm. lose the game or they suicide because all the crazy stuff that's going on around. And uh, what is interesting that this game um, brings up a lot of topics like uh, about war. You can really experience how is it difficult, how is it suffering to live through war. And uh, this game was inspired by 
the uh, living conditions of mm-hmm. Bosnian civilians during the siege of Sarajevo, which happened uh, from 1992 to 1996, and it was the longest one since World War II. Yeah, and uh, if you haven't tried it, and especially you, Jons, since you bought it, try it. I think <laughs> you will like it. Yes, and if uh, I remember uh, well, uh, the, what uh, was really new is that uh, you see the war not only uh, by the soldier as yeah. a classic uh, game, but uh, really from the the point of view of uh, the citizen. On the, the yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, it's a game that was developed by Polish team, game developers company called 11-Bit Studios. And it was, and here really, now it's the fact that something happened first time ever in history, the Polish Chancellery of the Prime Minister announced that this war of mine will be added to the recommended reading list in Polish high schools for 2020-2021. So it's the first time ever a video game added to reading list for high schools. Reading list? Reading list. Interesting. Yeah, so... I think uh, we are very rapidly moving forward to the fact that video games are art and maybe even more. Yeah, because a video game uh, can be politic too. I remember some uh, game uh, in uh, our occidental world. We have uh, all the games that uh, are present in the world. But in some uh, controversial uh, place, uh, you can, uh, for example, uh, be uh, in... Uh, I don't have the name exactly, but uh, I regret. Uh, when uh, you are with, with the side of the terrorist, for example, in some uh, shoot game... Counter-strike? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> but uh, really with uh, a political way. Uh, and uh, you have also the game uh, Wolfenstein. It's uh, about the, the Nazi uh, story and uh, to, to live... Uh, I think it's really an experience. The first Wolfenstein is really uh, an experience of art because you, you can live uh, the war in, in uh, its real uh, deepness uh, by the Nazi on the on the US Army. But uh, I was thinking about uh, some uh, modern games that have uh, some uh, political issue with, uh, for example, uh, to defend uh, an ideology or uh, this kind of game uh, can be forbidden in some and uh, with uh, I don't have the the name, but uh, it was uh, really uh, to uh, to say uh, you you, uh, you are with the terrorist and uh, the the other side is really the enemy and uh, it's, it was really a provocation. Mm-hmm. And uh, for example, uh, also in the north of uh, Korea, uh, video games uh, are forbidden uh, for the reason of the regime. And uh, yes, we have uh, this uh, privilege. Yeah, well, nobody <laughs> knows what happens in North Korea. It's like the other side of the moon. Well, and now I will move you from the art, guys, and I will speak about cyber sports. First, I will quote the Business Insider, which says that most projections put the esports ecosystem on track to surpass $1 billion in revenue for the first time in the 2020s. And revenue is expected to grow from here. News projects it to hit $1.8 billion by 2022. Money flows into esports through media rights, live event, ticket sales, merchandise sales, and in-game purchases. But most of the revenue, 69%, comes from sponsorships and ad- advertising. It's interesting for me because a few years ago, not many people understood the esports at all. 
how would you watch it, why would you watch, how somebody plays. And I always was explaining that it's the same like watching, for example, football, hockey, basketball. You can go and play basketball, you can go and play football, the same. <laughs> so, But nowadays, yeah, the esports events, they gather a lot of people. Also, they say that the future of esports will likely be powered by mobile games. And the biggest uh, market of the mobile games is nowadays Asia, and China is under the influence of mobile games, so I think it will. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like just to say some interesting numbers. Leading the largest prize pools for competitive gaming is Dota 2, which has handed out an overall figure of more than $219 million in tournament money. Shooter Counter-Strike Global Offensive follows with $87 million. Then Battle Royale Fortnite of $84.4 billion. Then League of Legends, $73 million. And Blizzard's real-time strategy game StarCraft II, $32.1 million, rounding out the top five games, awarding prize money in professional tournaments. So nowadays you can earn, as Jan already said, a lot of money by playing, but playing really good. And the biggest individual earner, for example, is 26-year-old Danish player Johan Sundstein, better known as his alias No Tail. The Dota 2 player, who is a captain of the OG team, both total earnings that eclipse $6.8 million, and in 2019 alone, he earned over $3 million in just winnings, without any contracts and so on. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's really a big number, but uh, it's uh, the same in the football. Huh? It's worse in football, I think, but uh, <laughs> it, will, uh, it will be uh, the case uh, in the future, uh, I think, too because uh, some people uh, can be really rich but uh, it's more an exception uh, than uh, the common player because uh, even if you are good uh, it's really a difficult world uh, as the football and uh, you have always a better than you and uh, so uh, yeah of course it's true but my point was more about that esports is coming out of the shade of the real sports and actually also starts to get this money that the real sports get and not only the players but also the industry itself from sponsors from technological companies from some i don't know energy drink companies and so on so and actually another point that will i think finish my point of view on the esports the coronavirus lockdown during it cyber sports actually were the way to continue in the sporting life because even here in Hungary we managed to turn on the TV and we saw a rally and we were like, wait, stop it. And they were broadcasting live on TV the cyber rally. Aww. So yeah, some guys were racing on the <laughs> in some game and they were broadcasting it. Yeah, and football went online. Even the football players, the famous football players, they made videos where they played for their teams in the cyber world. Yes, if uh, you don't know, the the most important uh, platform of streaming is uh, Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, our listener and uh, you can see uh, which uh, game are uh, the most played uh, with uh, some uh, streamer and uh, really uh, I will uh, talk uh, personally a bit but uh, maybe in the future I will make uh, some streaming mm. and uh, <laughs> yes, really? yeah 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 because uh, I was motivated by my boyfriend like oh do it do it so I was playing uh, streaming now for the new Diablo I will make it uh, I am sure <laughs> mm. <laughs> and, it's uh, fun 
And but you have to talk a lot. That's the thing. Yeah, but no, not really. If you play a good, uh, play and, good uh, yeah, it's, but it's difficult to to have uh, the really uh, a base of uh, viewers that follow you every time, and it's more difficult also to uh, earn money uh, with uh, that, because uh, what is uh, really new in the industry of uh, streaming is that uh, you can be paid by a gift. It, mm -hmm. uh, some streamer can live with just with the gift of uh, the, the viewer and uh, it's really a new uh, economical way you have some example with uh, Indian people that have uh, give uh, 10 to send uh, euro for just one streamer uh, at uh, one time and uh, he, he has uh, really uh, owned this money so it's uh, really a big uh, a big amount uh, for just a streamer uh, 10 to send uh, euro and uh, You have some example of a gift uh, at uh, about uh, one thousand five hundred, and uh, it's uh, a new way to to see uh, how uh, you can live uh, with uh, video games. But here, guys, if um, okay, we agreed on the topic of games are art. But here, I have some controversial thoughts. I don't agree with you completely. I mean, not I completely disagree, but not in everything <laughs> I agree. Because, um, okay, let's distinguish two topics. Like there is uh, streaming, there is cybersport. Talking about cybersport, I think that it is interesting to watch, right? It's interesting to watch these games and the tactics and uh, the players really spend a lot of time practicing. But uh, from a point of view of, is it Sports, yes, it is. But um, could it be the same sports as football, for example? I don't know. Because, for example, if we imagine a family and a boy, uh, a son, tells to his parents, like, oh, mom, I'm going to play football with my friends, so see you later. It's one thing. Oh, you're going to spend time outside in fresh air, doing some sports. Sports, I mean physical activities, so it's good for your health. You're socializing, you have new friends. Okay, in video games also you can have friends and team speak and stuff like that. But uh, then your kid is just sitting inside the house all the day in front of computer, losing his uh, like uh, vision abilities. But wait, wait, wait. Just I don't think that it's really healthy. And uh, if we talk about the sports like chess, for example, it's not uh, also like very active sport. But then you... But actually, I don't know. Chess, maybe we can compare with video games because <laughs> you also have to think a lot. And uh, the only thing is that you're not in front of the monitor all the time. Also, I think it involves a lot of money. If you want to become a professional, you cannot play on the low-power computer yeah, that's true and then the slow internet yeah, yeah. for uh, answering uh, you yes uh, you are a bit uh, conservator but uh, i agree uh, that uh, the, the fact to to be uh, connected uh, every time uh, it can be dangerous and uh, it's not uh, the best way to have a future hein, because you can be good uh, but uh, but not uh, the best but uh, i don't agree with you when uh, you say it's not a sport because uh, i play i didn't uh, say it's not sport 
I said it's not the... Yeah, yes, but for the reason that uh, you have really some uh, psychological uh, fact to, to manage when you, you play uh, video games and uh, there is really uh, this notion of uh, skill because uh, not uh, every person uh, can uh, play uh, with the same uh, level and uh, you can uh, also see uh, when uh, some players lose they can be really angry and uh, to uh, just destroy the, the computer because uh, it really is uh, a psychological stress and uh, you have to be really focused and uh, you don't play uh, every day uh, at the same level because uh, you can be really good for uh, some time, you make a brilliant uh, party for, for the game, but uh, it's really difficult to to be always uh, in this level. It's uh, a false idea to say that uh, you can play uh, with the same level every time. And so for this reason, it can be a preparation and uh, also uh, a training. And yes, nobody can uh, have uh, the same skill and uh, it can be uh, a sport for uh, this reason. But uh, after I agree with the fact that, that it's not uh, so good for uh, the health and uh, it's not uh, a good advice to, to make uh, the children uh, to do that uh, every time, it, uh, it would be a disaster. But uh, when you are adult, uh, it's a bit different, yes. But talking about the same result, I think uh, that's what uh, describes professionalism. Professionalism is basically if you can perform um, certain tasks on the constant basis with the same result, mm -hmm. with expected result. You're either professional or you're amateur. And uh, like if you play video games as a sportsman, then you're professional probably. Yeah, and uh, to add to what Jan already said about it's being sports, actually about health, a lot of people say that professional sport isn't healthy also because you always drive your organism to the maximum. That's true. And it's destroying your health. It's not like doing some aerobics in the morning and that's it. And also there are injuries all the time. Uh, that no, Also there are injuries that can end your career. So you may say that losing the level of your sight <laughs> is also some kind of professional injury in sport. Yes, and Johan already said there are trainings, there are tactics. For example, in Counter-Strike, global offensive teams use tactics. You go there, you go there, you protect that part of a map. They have special weapon for every for every guy who knows how to use this weapon especially. Yes, uh, I think you can compare, actually. I wouldn't completely agree with you. So I think <laughs> you can compare. And actually, speaking about okay. professionals, some of the cyber sportsmen, they go then to streaming, which I would like to tell you the 10 richest streamers nowadays. So <laughs> whom who we be jealous? Of? Yeah. The first one, I think everybody heard of him, is Ninja. Have yeah. you heard? Yes. Yeah. He is earning $5.4 million per year. And he has 14.7 million followers. And actually, it's interesting thing that on Twitch, only international streamers can earn this. If you sit in the local segment, you will never earn such money. And Ninja makes... $500,000 per month from his 50,000 subscribers, only subscribers, without commercials. So that's what Jon said about people donating. So people watch how he plays Fortnite and they just donate him. The second guy, he is, I think, in professional way, he's my favorite streamer, is Shroud. He's earning $4.4 million every year. 
and Shroud, why I love him, Shroud tries different games. He tried, for example, Fortnite, Rainbow Six Siege, PUBG, Apex Legends, and Call of Duty. In every of these games, he was really, really successful in every game. Then goes Tin the Ten Man. His earnings are $2.7 million. I won't tell all 10, I will tell yeah, only 5. Yeah, we're already, you know, it's a lot, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> then it goes Dr. Lupo with 1.9 million. And then another doctor, Disrespect Life, 1.8 million. And the uh, streamers nowadays, they earn not only from donations, they also earn from commercials. They also, sometimes they have this... Twitch Rivals tournaments where they can also win some prizes. And I have actually an interesting story about my favorite Russian streamer. I will say it fastly. His name is Ilya Madison, and he started his career on YouTube when the streaming wasn't a thing, I think, at all, in 2008. And he had his base of followers on YouTube who were school children at that time. But through the years, they finish school, they get good jobs. And nowadays he's streaming and they donate him and he lives on those donations. Of course, he has some commercial contracts, but most of all, he lives on those donations from these children whom he who raised, grew, whom he <laughs> raised, yeah, who grew up on his <laughs> art, let's say. <laughs> And it's actually a great example that you also can have your own audience. And Ilya Madison always says that when you start streaming, don't be afraid that you have all the time, like 15 viewers, 20 viewers. Because if you have them, every stream you have this 15, 20, then you have this basic audience that will never leave you. If you have 15, 20 um, viewers every stream... Yes. You can connect to Twitch uh, partnership program. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't a product placement. Just I remember <laughs> that it's not a big amount of viewers you have to have on the... Yeah, so, uh, and he says that first you will get this basic audience that will never leave you, but then you can like, promote yourself, you can grow, more people will come to you. But actually in streaming nowadays, you should think about some interesting content because... All the areas are taken already, and uh, you need to come up with th something that will interest the people. That's the advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, can I share my conservative opinion on okay. this topic? Yeah. <laughs> well, personally, I don't think that it's a good thing that you can live only from donations of the people who pay you because you are playing the game, even if you play it good. Or, okay, if you're funny, maybe for me it's more acceptable. <laughs> but uh, there are, you know, one, two, three, four, five people like this who are really funny and smart and they are, like, making show. But if you just play and in somewhere in, I don't know, Saudi Arabia or United Arab Emirates, uh, there are very rich people who donate thousands of dollars and that's your living. I don't think that you are developing anyhow. I mean, it's not the way of life if you want to grow and, uh, I don't know, I, I don't like this idea. Yes, but uh, you need to live uh, too. 
and uh, <laughs> yeah, I will not complain uh, if uh, someone uh, give me uh, some uh, some gift. Huh? And <laughs> it's, a, it's a case uh, for everybody. It, uh, I think it's a bit jealousy, but we can uh, inter <laughs> interrogate uh, if a streamer really uh, deserves that or not. Jan, you're killing me th in this program completely. <laughs> so now I'm conservative and <laughs> jealous of the streamers and um, cyber sportsmen. No, I just, uh, yeah, maybe I'm jealous in a way. But um, honestly, I think there must be something in, otherwise uh, it's like an empty life to my mind. If you promote some good idea through your streams, okay, maybe you got this audience with your streaming but then tell them something that could be useful for them I don't know not just video games but share some that you have to collect waste separately and it's good for the planet or I don't know promote some pet shelter do something <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that's actually true because full-time streamers they usually don't stream all the time they stream like in the evening from for some hours for example but they also have really big public life because the video game companies use them they have contracts with them or for example if you are a fifa player uh, there are a lot of football clubs for example like barcelona real madrid or even spartak moscow they have their own cyber sports team and they ask if you are really good at FIFA and you stream in it, they will ask you to play for their team. So it's like you will have the salary from them, you will play on the championships, not only stream. So yeah, the full-time popular streamers have some other jobs to do. So it's, they're not completely wasted on the streaming. Yeah, I was worried uh, of them. <laughs> Thank you, Andre. <laughs> now I feel much no, better for them. And, uh, <laughs> I have uh, an example. These I poor souls who are very rich. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I have an example. I think the first uh, person that, uh, it may be a mistake, but uh, I don't think so. The first uh, person that uh, was uh, in label, it's uh, Fatality. Uh, if you know it, uh, it's... Uh, a gamer from uh, Quake uh, 3, so it's an uh, old game, and it was really a good player. And uh, its uh, name become uh, a label for uh, the component of, uh, of computer, and just a, a reminder, yes. You just reminded of Quake 3 and said it's a very old game, and uh, I remember it when I saw Quake after Quake 2 and it was so new <laughs> and modern and now it's a very old, old game, game. Yeah. oh my god uh, Heroes 3 is a very old game but mm -hmm. it's not it will never become you know too old to play again and again oh it's mm -hmm. classic Yes, they have made a new Quake, a Quake champion, but uh, it was not uh, successful. I have played a bit because I was a big player of uh, Quake 3, or a big player, an amateur, but uh, I have played a lot, And uh, but the new Quake uh, doesn't uh, have work. Yeah, I remember on some E3 exhibition, it was like new games, Trump, boom, that, this, this, and then the platform was the Quake, and they're like, we're starting the Quake champions, and everybody can join free. <laughs> and it looked like, please join. <laughs> <laughs> we'll back you. <laughs> but by the way, talking about um, the games, what game are you playing now at the moment? 
I'm playing because I have only my notebook, which is, isn't that powerful. I'm playing the paper, please game. Papers, please. Uh, you're working as the border <laughs> control guy is a, in the total, totalitaristic country. There are a lot of rules that you have to check the documents of the people who want to enter. And after the day ends, you need to also look at your family like there is wife, child, uncle, and I think mother or sister, I don't remember. And you also have to keep them warm, fed, and healthy. And also there are like resistance that you can join or cannot join. And I think there are like 16 endings. I had only oh. two. Uh, I first was arrested because I've got a bribe and then I moved to a better place than my flat and the neighbors <laughs> said to the government that I moved. The government checked my tax <laughs> documents and put me in jail. And the other one, I, I left the country for the democratic country because they said that we will check your working and when they want to check your working, it means that the game will end soon. And they will check and put you in jail. So For I, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh That's God. how totalitaristic governments work. <laughs> and <laughs> I framed uh, two passports, three passports for me, my wife and son. So I left my, yeah, I left my sister and my uncle for the government, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad, Andre. <laughs> and you and you? For me, I have, uh, since uh, three years, uh, I have uh, seven uh, two thousand uh, hours in uh, Path of Exile. Mm -hmm. What? What? Path of Exile. I don't know this one. Uh, yeah, it's, I, uh, I think, the most complex uh, Diablo-like uh, in uh, our day mm -hmm. uh, with uh, roleplay. And uh, I can, it's an hack and slash. It's the fact to kill a lot of enemies and to have a powerful uh, hero and... Uh, The passive uh, tree is really complex and everything is uh, complex. And yes, uh, I feel good uh, in this game. And uh, in the past, uh, I have played a lot uh, Diablo and uh, also Warcraft and uh, some uh, FPS, yes. Yeah, mm. the Paths of Exile have uh, like this big and I'm just putting my hands to the sides, tree of abilities where you have, can move in different ways. But actually, Jan told that he plays this game a lot and it reminded me that a video game can be a work from which you also not only <laughs> earn money, but you spend strange kind of work. There is this MMORPG EVE Online <laughs> about the space, and it takes a lot of time to build spaceships in it. But then sometimes they have these mega events where two fleets collide. The war goes for hours, and sometimes for days. And you can, like, you've been building this ship for months And then you can, in the matter of hours, lose this ship completely and you will have to rebuild it again. Such a funny game. <laughs> a lot of fun, you know. And people just spend their lives there. Exactly, and, and exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> It feels like we're coming back to the beginning of our program. Like <laughs> parents say, stop playing game, go play outside. And yeah. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> and actually, I started to speak about parents. Let's move to another side of video games because it But has don't more. don't you want to know what game I play? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you were Because playing this war of mine. No, 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 no. This war of mine I played uh, like a long time ago. But nowadays I play Tropico 6. Have you Ooh. ever heard? I played Tropico 4. I played Tropico 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 and 6. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the series of this game and the games. And actually it's like an economical strategy. And uh, yeah, I like it. So you are kind of a president, El Presidento, as they call, on uh, some 
<coughs> island in Caribbeans and uh, kind of <laughs> could be Cuba or something <laughs> else. And uh, then you have to build your society and you have to keep the balance between at the beginning, like uh, in war times or past war times, it's like two powers, which is you say you USSR, they don't like each other. You have to keep balance, but also you can be a good Presidente, but it, actually it's very difficult. So most of the times you are a dictator who dictates. You can uh, cheat on the voting, you mm -hmm. can bribe people, you can kill them, you can put them in jail. It's a lot of fun, very funny game and very good sense of humor. So nowadays I spend uh, many hours playing this game and it helps me to release some stress, you know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, in Tropical 4, my favorite tool was the secret police. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a nice one. There are many ways to solve any pro any problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are many ways to <laughs> keep uh, your people under control. Let's say. But we're not promoting the using of secret police whenever you want. So <laughs> <laughs> that was a good disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now, as I started to say about parents and children, people are actually think that video games is a good way to socialize. Which, which is yes, even though there are a lot of toxic people in the video games who would call you noob and so on. Everywhere. Yeah, but uh, mm. also it's a great way to parents and children to communicate because nowadays there are a lot of uh, video games that pe children and parents can play together and uh, during that they communicate in a lot and this playing experience actually helps even more than you if you just want to sit with your child and speak. I think. <laughs> like, what kind of video games? Because for me, it's like Terra Incognita. I have nephew and niece. And it's Nintendo, I think. Yeah, I think it's most n Nintendo and like n Nintendo Switch gives you a lot, but also some kind of maybe Kinect and just dance games, mm. like where you need to move. Yeah, but mm. uh, now the, the industry of uh, video game uh, think about uh, the the health of a player and uh, you can see that uh, in the conference of uh, Blizzard Entertainment and because uh, in uh, a lot of games uh, become toxic because uh, you have uh, some community uh, or where uh, it just uh, the fact to insult uh, the opponent and uh, it's not the case uh, in my game uh, where the community is really elitist because it's uh, really a difficult game but uh, yes it's a way to to promote the game to to share a, a moment of pleasure and not to be only in competition and uh, in insult and uh, it's uh, some a different way of uh, thinking uh, about uh, the, the video games on the future of video games, yes. But guys, talking about toxic people in video games, you reminded me about several situations that I had in my life. When I went to youth exchanges or youth exchanges went to Mushtarhas, I met some people from different countries, uh, young people, who, when they heard that I'm from Russia, started to use very harsh uh, swearings in Russian. And when I was like looking at them and guys... How do you know these uh, words? And uh, like, for example, people from Czech Republic, they are perfect at Russian swearing, but also Hungarians, they know a lot. And uh, so on the question, my question, why and how they answered, oh, just because we like world of tanks and stuff like that, you know. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Russian players for promoting our mighty culture, you know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Russian players uh, have really a, re a reputation in video games. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's actually... Bad reputation, uh, I guess. Uh, yeah. Bad, and it's actually this bad reputation becomes a meme. With uh, There is this... I think in Sydney was some tournament in Counter-Strike and the crowd was chanting the Russian swearings. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind Crazy. of me. <laughs>
And the last thing, that's, that's how fa fast I move from one thing to another. The last thing for the video games that I would say is actually that video games are educational nowadays. And I will give you as an example the game called Minecraft. Even I played some Minecraft, and I like sometimes to go and roam around, build something. But actually nowadays teachers using Minecraft to educate children. For example, in Minecraft you can make history come alive. How would you ask? Uh, you can build a Coliseum or Globe Theater in London. You can build it in Minecraft and take children there, show them how it was. There are also swords in Minecraft, so you can reenact the gladiator tournaments. Wow. Yeah, and it's actually more interesting way to learn history than just reading a book and looking at the pictures that uh, the artist decided to paint. Also, there is you can study uh, digital citizens in, in digital citizenship. You can create a community in Minecraft and learn about the laws and learn about how to live in the community. Also, you can add a tool for writing. For example, you may have some characters in Minecraft and children will create a story from these characters. My nephew actually liked Minecraft a lot uh, several years ago, but now when I asked him, because I w wanted to give him as present uh, some Lego, we have Lego here in Yuritaza, so uh, I wanted to give him some Lego, and there is a special uh, series of Lego Minecraft, and I asked him, like, hmm? he said, oh no, Minecraft uh, is outdated by now, now he has another thing where, which is similar to Minecraft, but I don't remember the name. Capatil online. <laughs> no, something Robo, ro, Roblox. Lo, Roblox, it's Roblox. He plays it on... Um, I'm really old, sorry. Xbox. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, no, only. <laughs> yeah, guys, you're really old. And you, you are too old to play this game and you're too young to have uh, children nearby to, you know, <laughs> to keep updated. <laughs> so also in Minecraft, you can learn some technical skills and some architecture skills by uh, how you can build a beautiful place. And uh, also there are some mechanisms that you need to power with these wires in Minecraft to the automated things. Actually, another interesting thing for Minecraft, you can use it as a substitute for reality if you can't go somewhere, for example, because of the corona crisis. We have this university in Russia, which is called High School of Economy, and they had this open doors event where school children could come and see if they want to go to some faculties. And it was during the corona, so they decided to build all the whole the university in Minecraft and students of this university and professors, they were playing characters and uh, children could go to the server, come to any auditorium and ask questions from them and they would answer. That's uh, really cool. Also, I heard uh, that um, that some company, I don't remember which one exactly, they held uh, this team meeting, not on Google Hangouts or Zoom or whatever platform they are using now, but they decided to do it in Red Dead Redemption, which is like, uh, you know, this mm -hmm. game where you play in wild, wild West, kind of. So it's really funny to, you know, have business meetings sitting in front of the fire in old-fashioned costumes. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> but now I also remember about the game. I saw actually ad a couple of days ago and I checked it, but I was a bit distracted by something. That's why I didn't uh, really explore it that much. But it's a game where you can walk kind of in the 
town. And in this game, you can meet with the representatives of big companies and you can apply for jobs and you can even get uh, the response from these companies. Cool. It's, r- it's Russian. Oh, never heard. I will find the link. Oh, and uh, I remembered another thing. You started to speak about Red Dead Redemption and Rockstar. And I remembered th- another thing that games can be used to is acting. Because there are servers in GTA 5 RPG servers where you play a role. You live in the city, in the Los Santos, and you can be a policeman, you can be a bandit, you can be a banker, a taxi driver, and you interact with other players who play somebody else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, GTA RP, it's called. Yeah, GTA RP. And of course, there are some people who just come, they become some idiots who crush the cars, steal the cars. But a lot of players, they play by the rules of the server. And for example, if you stole a car, the police will put you in jail for some time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Yeah. Well, at first, for me, it also sounded interesting, but then it started to look cringy because people started to create really not that great stories. And it looked like you could feel... First, you could dive into the process but then it you started to understand that it's just a game and that's it people started to overact mm-hmm. <laughs> but there are some funny scenarios again i will co- go back to Ilya Madison who promoted some of the servers and he made some really really funny scenarios with the other streamers but all the ends of these scenarios were that the administrator administrator of the server came like the voice from the god and said so guys uh, excuses me that you are breaking the rules, you need to stop this. So uh, he, the guy dropped it because the admin was too toxic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, what what you talk about, uh, it's more a marginal way of playing, to play uh, in a role play or uh, even with uh, Minecraft. And uh, as you said, uh, Minecraft uh, can be connected with art because uh, you have uh, some people that uh, really ma- make uh, some uh, reproduction of uh, some place and uh, you have some uh, beautiful uh, video about Minecraft uh, where where uh, they have uh, spent a lot of time uh, to build uh, something. It's not my couple of tea, but uh, yes, it can be uh, connected with uh, this uh, idea of uh, art, yes. So I think today we have almost the same points of view on <laughs> every subject. Apart from me, yeah, because uh, today we discovered that I'm conservative and generalist person. <laughs> Thank you, Jon. <laughs> but that's a topic of the other program. <laughs> Another point of view program yeah, when we will gather all together as a team and discuss me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I will not be in the studio. That's the most important part. Yeah, you'll be staying outside and looking through the window at us like, what are they saying? What are they saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, no, I think uh, really the, the 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 streaming can be uh, the the future for uh, and uh, for a lot of people and uh, because uh, if you have uh, a great idea and uh, it work uh, also with YouTube uh, with uh, the, some uh, person uh, that make uh, the the makeup of uh, to to learn of to make uh, makeup and uh, they earn money. I don't like the people that uh, are uh, just uh, here to talk uh, about their life, but uh, there is good uh, streamer and uh, it's a way to to earn uh, money. Hein. It's uh, it's not. Uh, anymore the question of, of uh, being in reality or not but it's also the, a way to, to earn money because uh, we don't have job yes 
and a lot uh, more and more uh, people do that uh, for uh, for having money. Yes. Okay, guys, you can change my mind about that if you subscribe to my channel on Twitch. You do you promise? You got it. You're still streaming. I streamed twice, and uh, it was. I played World of Warcraft first time in my life. I got bored first. <laughs> yeah, but I do have a Twitch channel, so mm. subscribe to it and uh, yeah, maybe I will change my yeah. mind. Maybe I will become... Maybe we'll create the Twitch channel of Mustarhas. Actually, it's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Stay tuned, dear listeners. And uh, you soon. will see me uh, in the Diablo 4 or Path of Exile 2 uh, in the future, in the end of uh, the year. You can uh, follow me too and I will follow you. <laughs> okay, okay. But and the I sooner you start, the sooner you become more famous because, you know, every day someone wants to become very, you know, yeah, rich because of streaming. <laughs> well, I don't think I will be rich, but uh, I, w- I want to try. Join today. Mm. <laughs> yes. So, I think we can finish the program now. Finish our game. Game over for us. <laughs> yeah, I need, needed to find the right fun. <laughs> so, and uh, don't forget to subscribe to our pages on Facebook, which is EVS Mushtarifam, and also on Instagram, it's the same. No, it's Mushtarifam. Only Mushtarifam. Only Mushtarifam. Oh my God, me and Ricardo were promoting EVS Mushtarifam, so maybe some EVS Mushtarifam has a lot of subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> so, and today with you were Andre, Sasha, and Johan. See you, bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Point of view is our thoughts, feelings, opinions about actual issues. Point of view is the angle of considering different things. Point of view is freedom of speech and freedom of thought. Every Thursday from 10 till 12, we express our point of view on Mushtar Family.